You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Good day, everyone. We are back in the MSP zone and talking to yet another MSP who has uh, some information to share with us, uh, gladly taking some time to give us their perspective on what this year has been like, uh, as difficult and as unique as it has been for everybody. Um, we've actually got a lot of good stories uh, coming out of MSPs that we talk to, and I think that those stories are really helpful to to share with the rest of the community so that uh, people can, uh, beyond yeah, just hearing about it, uh, you know, never more than now do we need to be connected to other MSPs and hear what is going on because we don't have access to the physical events. We don't have access to a lot of those things that kept us connected. So I think this is, uh, you know, part of our ongoing pledge to keep the community around the world connected and informed and uh, in the know. So, uh, Taking some time out of his busy schedule, um, I'm very um, honored to have with us uh, Bruce Nelson from Vertical Solutions. Bruce, welcome to the MSP Zone. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for those uh, out there who don't know, why don't you give us a little bit of a quick rundown on what Vertical Solutions is doing uh, and what you guys offer? Sure. Um, So we're primarily based in um, two geographic regions. So Pittsburgh is our headquarters. Um, We've also got operations in uh, Denver Metro, Colorado area. So um, do a lot of work in the mid-Atlantic. We do sort of full services, manage uh, IT, whether it's on-premise. We've got a pretty substantial cloud business, which we started building in 2011. Um, So I'd say probably 75% or more of our you know, servers that we manage at this point are, are actually cloud solutions. Um, so that practice has grown. Um, and then coupled in with that is the Dynamics GP, um, sort of an ERP practice. So um, those three are the kind of primary functional areas, you know, security and everything else goes, you know, bundles, bundles with those, um, you know, as well as we've, we've gotten deep into the healthcare space. So that's the, the vertical market we decided about seven or eight years ago to really focus in and, and get deep expertise in that area. I mean, the logical question following up to that is surely the healthcare industry must have been somewhat uh, sustained throughout this pandemic. I mean, most people would think, well, we all needed our our healthcare workers. Um, Care to share about how they did, how that sector did generally this year? Um, The sector did, the sector did good. you know, we, we knew, you know, I always liked working in that space. So that's, you know, one of the areas we decided to focus in on it because, you know, you can be passionate about what you're doing. It makes it a lot easier to do it every day. So helping healthcare workers, securing, you know, the, the information that's so sensitive, um, you know, if it gets into the hands of wrong people. So um, so it, it did well, but it, so we knew we had a base because, you know, I've, I've made that argument for years. You know, people are always going to need healthcare. Um, but it did, um, we were somewhat surprised uh, because I yeah, I never really factored in a, a global pandemic. Um, it's kind of kind of funny. I said, you know, because we were planning on you know a lot of growth this year, and one of my headlines in our PowerPoint presentation of the company kickoff was, 
you know, there's going to be a lot of changes, you know, a lot of things happening this year. 2020 is going to be a very uncomfortable year for everybody. Um, so I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into when I wrote that. Um, but yeah, the healthcare space was, you know, it, they came back, uh, but you, know, you weren't going to see an optometrist, um, you know, to get your eye exam or your early eye exam. You weren't going to the non-emergency, non-COVID related. So um, they definitely took a hit. I mean, they, you know, revenues went from, you know, 100% in February, you know, to basically zero for a lot of these special specialty practices through, uh, you know, through March and uh, March, April, May, and then they started to sort of reopen. So it wasn't a matter of whether or not they were going to, you know, make it through or people were going to need these services. It was just how long could they sustain when, when cash flow really, you know, takes a big hit like that. Um, big practice. It's a, you know, it's an OB group, um, you know, 60% of their procedures are elect, you know, elective procedures. So that's a, it's a pretty big chunk of, you know, revenue um, and patients to push out for, you know, for months. And at that point, you know, nobody really knew how many months, but um, they've all come back and, and, and frankly, you know, forced a lot of change that, that maybe a lot of them were hesitant to do um, as far as, you know, work from home. Um, how do we use teams? How do we, you know, handle, you know, patients that can't come into the office because it might be dangerous. So, I mean, you know, just like everything you saw in the news, we saw a huge ramp up and, you know, in virtual visits and things like that, that we were able to help facilitate. So. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we, 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 obviously people in, in other sectors like, like travel, tourism, hospitality, you know, restaurants, retail, right. The, the, those things have, have had their own unique challenges, but it, it sounds like just for, for, for those rough months of, of March, April, maybe May, um, they, they were shut down, but it sounds like things are coming back. I, I would like to hone in on some of those business changes that you just referenced. Would you, would you say that those technological um, advancements that other sectors have long you know, used and relied upon, specifically in IT, um, are they starting to get a foothold within, let's say, the healthcare sector today? Like, are they starting to understand yeah. that they can really operate in a different way than they did before this? Yeah, and, and you know, it's a, it was a huge triggering event. So the technology was there. Um, you know, a lot of firms, you know, practices were just hesitant to use it, you know, for security reasons, um, you know, even the virtual visits, you know, there was a lot of requirements around those that, that frankly, you know, the government and overseeing bodies um, you know, gave a pass on, you know, during this process. So it actually let those practices accelerate those adoption of technology. So, you know, they're seeing, you know, maybe you know, back office administrative functions, um, you know, billing where you would come in and actually do it in the office on a regular basis. You know, those folks don't need to be there, um, you know, five days a week or six days a week or whatever it may be. So um, we saw a big adoption in that, um, you know, some of our clients and, and a couple of practices that were just, you know, we need, you know, we need our systems in the building. You know, we, we like physical servers. We want to keep this, you know, we've been in practice for a number of years. Um, you know, we're able to quickly facilitate a, you know, a migration from an on-premise to a cloud solution to allow them to implement these other technologies they need to keep their practices moving. So, yeah, it was a, it was a huge triggering event. I just don't see it, you know, going backwards. Um, you know, the, the number of patients they could see, you know, and things they could facilitate just by being able to do this and do it effectively. Um, I mean, I know my, in my personal case, um, I happen to have an MRI on my shoulder. I think I got that done in maybe the first week of, you know, of March. And then I, I couldn't go into the office. I couldn't get the results and just did a virtual. So doctor shows my, you know, my MRI results up on the screen. He goes through the problem areas and 
and some things we can do while we're all in quarantine for therapy. And so I, it, I spend 15 minutes of my day versus, you know, driving 20 minutes of the, the practice, sitting in the lobby, waiting for forms, you know, going in to see the doctor, waiting for him to come in. So, um, you know, I think they've, you know, not only did they get over the hurdle of, okay, we can do this. And, you know, um, they saw the, you know, the benefit of being able to see more patients and move, you know, move through in a, an efficient manner. So, and, and, I mean, that like, who, who wouldn't want to spend less time in, in the doctor's office, right? In the waiting room. Right. Um, who, who knew that would have been a positive thing from, from global pandemic, yeah. but right. is the assumption there that internal IT such as it exists for these small to mid-sized medical practices that, that they're, that their IT uh, capabilities, management capabilities specifically, are, are really not there to handle this type of concentrated reliance on technology to to deal with this new pandemic um, business model. And, and if so, if that's tr- true, you know, how has that impacted your MSP practice? Yeah. So, it, um. So I think it is true, and I think part of the problem was, you know, with a lot of, the, you know, especially the smaller independent physician practices or long-term care facilities where maybe they had, you know, a, you know, the computer guy, um, you know, that's sort of had to oversee everything. Well, that, we already knew that was sort of an impossible scenario because, you know, in our firm, we've got 30 people that spend, you know, our entire existence, you know, working on this stuff, and it's still not easy to keep up, right? So one person having to deal with it is, is not realistic, but you know, I think what we saw was um, so, some of the firms moving away from that. So looking for you know, organizations like us to just take that over and be more efficient at it, be able to spread the risk around, be able to have different you know, skill sets within the organization, understand the complexities of you know, trying to secure a home network, right? I mean, it's not something we necessarily do, but you know, if you've got people at home and they need secure solutions to be able to do their jobs, um, you know, we had to get those set up and had to make sure they were working. Um, the other thing we, you know, we're seeing some too is uh, just with some of the bigger practices, you know, we're seeing a reallocation of sort of expertise or focus area. So you know, we, we've got some practices that have some really good, you know, technically talented folks. Um, and, and they're they're spending a lot more time on the practice management systems, the EMR systems, the client or you know patient experience, you know components of it, and moving more of the day-to-day, you know help desk, um, you know network security, um, patching, you know those the sort of fundamental foundational IT services that we do, moving that to us because we can do it more efficient. You know, it's it's not going to be real efficient for us to try and learn all the workflows and you know, how the practice moves at a, you know, at a day-to-day basis, the minutiae that they do. Um, so, they're, so they're sort of reallocating resources to, to get more value from that as well. So um, we've seen both. And like I said, it's, um, some practices have just said, you know, we just, we want to outsource all of this. You know, we just can't sustain the, the current model of having, you know, a single point of, you know, contact for, for IT or taking, you know, internal IT resources and saying, you know, we need you to, you know, learn these new skills and new technologies around, you know, the practice management systems um, and, and, you know, offload the other pieces that, you know, maybe Ernest, you know, is efficient at. So, but, you uh, and I was probably, uh, you know, uh, held, held this opinion for some time after the initial, you know, shutdown started. It, it sounds like you're of the opinion that that these business changes are going to be permanent. Is that your belief right now? 
it's yeah i mean it's it's my belief i just i don't really see a scenario where you know clients saw the risk because um, you know even even in our model you know we we have all the documentation and we can we can help a client go virtual you know disaster recovery planning and all these things but we really didn't have a scenario where 100% of the employees were supporting for clients had to go work from home within a seven day you know window of notice um, you know so i think what we are seeing is that they're they're comfortable with it they're you know companies are seeing the productivity you know the technologies are there you know the users are educated at this point so i just don't see a mass you know return to you know, bring 30 people back into the office, you know, so maybe, you know, you, you shrink your footprint and you start doing, you know, sort of a cycle of, you know, we bring in, you know, half the users, or, you know, a couple of days a week, the other half the users, couple, you know, a couple other days and team meeting type things when, you know, once we get the health, you know, the health risks associated with this, you know, under control, but I still, you know, I just, I, I think this is going to be the new norm. Um, I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but, yeah. you know, people are going to, you know, they're going to relocate, they're going to, you know, they can do their work from anywhere. They, even though they wanted to do it, they were hesitant. And now they've actually had to do it. They were forced to do it, and it works. And I, I think they're seeing a lot of um, you know general success around it. So I, I want to get to the to the security issue and topic because I know that that's always been um, you know important to to the medical um, profession, specifically data privacy. But it 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 sounds like not just that we had to have had to and are dealing with a new normal as you put it and i i've not liked that because it 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 has this connotation of being you know we're we're, we're somehow dealing with or or accepting a lower form of operational status which it sounds like from what you're telling me that there may be the opportunity to shift things around but some of these medical practices and it's not unique just to medical but the medical practices you 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 help could actually be in a situation where they could increase profits, increase customer patient loads using technology in ways that they couldn't before for a variety of reasons, maybe some of them regulatory. Do you, do you sense that that's a conversation they're having with you today or, or is that not happening? Um, no, I do. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, exactly what we're seeing so you know they're you know now that patients are able to go back and, and there are you know elective procedures and surgeries and these things that need to get done because it's not just you know it's not just COVID-19 people still have other other you know reasons they need to get treated that existed before this so you know so they can do that they can do it efficiently but again if it's a checkup of these you know these things they can do it quick now that they've done the telemedicine they've, they've gone through that process you know, I think they're starting, we're seeing they're starting to learn that balance. And I think a lot of, I mean, healthcare is our biggest concentration, but you, know, you see it in some other areas as well, um, you know, in professional services and other clients we support, um, you know, they're saying, okay, you know, do I really need somebody to spend an hour in their car just to get to the office, you know, to work during their, you know, eight hours and then get an hour, you know, drive home. Um, is that really efficient for us? So, um, you know, they are we reconfiguring workspaces? Are we reconfiguring schedules? You know, and how we can um, how we can do those things. And, and because the other side too is, you know, the more you get comfortable with the remote piece, you know, so the healthcare worker, the nurse, the doctor, you know, they're going to be in the office, right? But if you've got you know a practice manager that doesn't need to be there all the time, you can start to recruit from a broader geographic area, and, and so maybe get somebody that's 
not geographically ideal, but, you know, maybe has the skill sets, you know, and it is a really good fit, but you didn't hire that person before. So I think, I think everybody is stepping back and looking at their businesses saying, okay, you know, what happened? What did we learn? How do we, you know, how do we take the good? How do we, you know, get rid of the bad and sort of optimize for the future? Security is going to have to be addressed with, within medical, not exclusively medical, but, but medical is one of those key areas. I remember, years ago when I went to a dentist office, I think, and they asked for a social security number. And I said, you know, I, you have an unsecured Wi-Fi access point back there. I don't, I'm not comfortable giving you this stuff, right? Cause I, I didn't really know how they were going to handle it. Okay. Given that this is going the way you, you say, and I, I think that that's a logical assumption. We, we clearly need to place more emphasis on security and on data handling is is the medical profession this is a generic question of obviously i'm asking but how do you think the medical profession is going to be addressing those issues and and what are msps such as vertical solutions going to be doing what's your role to play in in that answer yeah i think um i think a lot i mean Bigger, bigger organizations are, you know, well down that path and have been for years. Um, you know, the smaller practices that were, um, you know, out on their own, maybe affiliated, but still, you know, manage their own systems. Um, it, it really, in the last couple of years, I mean, we've seen our security practice accelerate, you know, pretty significantly. Because there's been enough, even before this, there was enough, I would say, global awareness, you know, with some of the big, you know, big attacks that have happened. It's on the news, you know, it's on, well, take your pick, you know. Fox News, CNN, CNBC. I mean, you know, they're talking about these on a pretty regular basis. So we've seen awareness go up. So, I mean, that piece I think was already in process. Um, you know, so it's it's really the to me it's you know the it's the people side, right? It's the you know, okay, you've got the technologies, you've got the antivirus, you've got a SOC solution that, that backs it up. You know, you've got patching and, and you're managing those things. You've got the the fundamentals, right? And, and it's just continuing to sort of map and, and grow that, you know, that practice of security, um, you know, around the people side, you know, making sure that, you know, the people that use the software and, and use the systems understand their responsibility. In this. It's not, you know, it used to just be, well, that's IT's problem. And if something goes wrong, that's IT's fault. Well, you know, that's just not the case anymore. Um, you know, we're seeing, you know, basically multi-factor authentication, you know, has to be implemented across, you know, every user at every client you know it's just you know there's so much phishing that goes on that's so successful relative you know um, to the type of attack you know and that's that's attacking a user that's not you know a piece of software really that can you know that can stop something like that in all cases so um so i think it's just it, it'll continue to evolve it's just the nature of i think the, the the firms are putting in the technology they're making those investments they understand why um, you know, it might be inconvenient, you know, to have to look at your cell phone and, you know, click accept, you know, for a login, but it's a lot more inconvenient to have your practice shut down for two weeks because, you know, you got a ransomware and didn't have a, you know, protocol in place for backup or restore or to catch it before it spread across the group. So um, I think all of those things are continuing to, you know, will continue to expand throughout the, the industry, uh, whether it's medical or, you know, they said most other industries just, you know, keeping up with this as well. So, yeah, what I, I'm curious, what, because I've, I've heard a lot of different MSPs say, say a common theme in their response to this question, which is 
what what have you noticed in your MSP practice at Vertical Solutions that has changed as a result of the pandemic? Whether that's a, a new service line, and I'm particularly interested in the new service lines or a, a shifting of what used to be a common product or offering that no longer is, but now something new that you, de- you didn't really think about that people are just wanting. Um, a- any insights that you, you care to share on that front? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a lot new. I mean, we've, we've continued to sort of add on um, to our, you know, our, our kind of core security products and went to, you know, sort of an advanced threat. So, you know, we partner with a firm that provides this, you know, security operations backend so we can do analysis. So getting deeper into some of those technologies, mm-hmm. um, we were already, we were already down the path that we, we definitely saw the acceleration of our cloud solutions. Um, you know, whether it's our, you know, the private cloud uh, solution we use or, you know, our Microsoft Azure practice, which has been our, probably our biggest, well, has, has been our biggest cloud growth area. Um, and just seeing, you know, clients adopt those technologies and, and you know, adopt them pretty quick. Um, you know, we've had some, the two clients in particular that, that come to mind that, you know, have been clients for 20 years um, and they've always been sort of keep everything in this building. You know, I want to see it. I want to you know make sure it's there. And that, that was just their comfort level, no matter you know how many conversations we have. And um, we've had two of those clients, that, you know, within the same, you know, within the March to August timeframe, you know, have, have gone fully cloud. Um, and they're saying, uh, why do I have to run this if I can't even get in my building for two months? Um, you know, I need a better solution. I need something. So I would say kind of those, you know, just some of the advanced security, you know, security awareness training, um, and then, you know, cloud solutions, being able to, to work, you know, and control your environment um, remotely. So. Knowing that healthcare is, you know, it's not like, um, I mean, I, you know, I shouldn't say this on, on, uh, on air, but you know, I learned how to cut my own hair, right. Which I, I've never done before, but you know, we, right. we learned to do things that you never really, uh, you, you know, you never had to do before, uh, the pandemic healthcare is yep. not really one of those things where you can just do a lot yourself. Um, Right. And, you know, meaning that you're all, we're always going to need healthcare providers. Uh, I think that that's obviously true, especially, yeah. especially with yeah. the pandemic. For the firms, the smaller healthcare firms out there, practitioners' offices that are, have traditionally not been reliant on IT, do, do you see them coming out of the shadows and, and, and embracing technology now to keep their practices afloat? And, and if so, you know, what's your, what's your guidance or advice to, to them? Um, so we're, we're, we're kind of seeing two models, right? So, so we are, we're seeing some of them saying, Hey, what we just learned, you know, um, we, we have a client that we added on not too long ago and they worked with another partner who just didn't have the skill sets in the healthcare space to help them transition, you know, from what, you know, what life was like in February to what life is like now for them. Um, so we're seeing some of those, uh, and frankly, the other side of the, the practice we're seeing is just the the practices that did not adopt it before aren't necessarily interested now, and they're starting, you know, they're starting to merge into health systems or they're moving their practice into a bigger one because they just want to practice. They don't they don't necessarily want to make decisions around IT or these other things. So um, we're seeing a little bit of both. You know, we've we've had some groups that are just. Yeah, we're not doing this. You know, I've, I've done this for too long. I'm just going to roll my practice into another one. And, you know, so in that respect, you know, some of our, our firms and our clients have been beneficiaries because they're growing their practices 
through some of these, you know, these roll-ups, um, you know, and we're, we're taking over the management of it. Um, and then like I said, uh, some of the, you know, I said the smaller ones are, are definitely the, the awareness is there and they're looking for solutions. But, you know, in particular, I mean, that's the one thing, you know, we wanted to get into the, you know, into a vertical market and really understand, you know, how the business operates, you know, where the risks are, you know, how the, you know, how it flows from a day-to-day basis. And um, so we're, you know, we've accelerated that, you know, kind of growth in the healthcare space, but, you know, with clients saying, like, we like our IT partner, but they only have two practices. You know, they, they don't really understand IT in, in the healthcare space. You know, they might be really good at the technology, but they don't understand sort of how it all flows together. So I, I think, yeah, you're going to find some of that as well. Um, you know, where partners like us that are you know, really strong in a vertical can, you know, can pull some of those clients along because we've got solutions that are already built and bundled for, for what they need. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's, it's such a rich uh, field. It always has been, I mean, and it's, it's filled with many sub vertical specialties, you know, whether it's dental, whether it's, you yeah. know, uh, surgery centers, whether it's, uh, you know, individual specialty practices throughout the, not just the U.S., but, you know, globally, right? They, they, they exist in, in many different forms. So where, where do you, where do you see vertical solutions, uh, you know, going as we had, you know, head towards the, the last quarter of this year and into 2021? I, I mean, are you fairly, you know, are you bullish? Are you bearish on the market? I mean, you know, obviously we, we came through some pretty horrendous, you know, months in Q2. It, it seems like things have stabilized, but is that fair to say? And, and what's your, what's your kind of outcast or forecast for the future? Yeah. So, I mean, from our perspective, we're seeing it, you know, stabilize. Um, so we, you know, we held our own through, through March and April and May. Um, and it was interesting because we got a little bit of a bump and in, in coming into, you know, out of May into June um, and sort of into the middle of July. So we kind of had some normalcy, you know, where, Hey, we're going back to the office or we're starting to open the practices back up. Let's do these things and get this stuff moving. And um, so we had sort of a, you know, a bump there. And then it was interesting because we actually had this, our sort of summer lull um, from July 15th, you know, through August 15th, you know, maybe the third week of August where, you know, um, people like, well, you know, if everything gets shut down again here and might as well take vacation, right? <laughs> let's, let's go take vacation while we can. Like, so, you know, government said I can go to the beach. I'm going to go to the beach for a week or you know, whatever it may be. Right. Um, and, and so now we're, we're seeing that, you know, pick back up. Um, so it, it's been interesting, you know, the, the few months were different for everybody. I mean, that was just is what it is, but the summer months felt you know pretty normal to us. I mean, we're having normal conversations. We're having conversations, you know, about, fourth quarter you know what do we want to accomplish you know by the end of this year for our clients or what do our clients want to accomplish from a technology you know what are they looking at for first quarter investment so you know their feedback to us is they're, they're you know they're still looking out three six months you know a year with us not tomorrow you know not surviving you know the next week or the next month or um hey you know cash flow is going to be really bad you know can we work something out for the next few months and drop users so so from us, you know, for our standpoint, I think we've, you know, we feel pretty good. Um, you know, we've, we've been able to hire a couple of people actually in the last uh, month and a half and, and kind of grow the practice a little bit and set us up for some of the things we want to do. So, um, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, that's, 
that's as good as, I mean, you know, I would have loved to have known that I would have this type of a conversation with an MSP back in, you know, mid April, right. In the, in the, in the heart of the darkness, if you will, right. Those right. bleak, you know, weeks and, and month or two where we didn't really know what was happening. I, I think, I think coming from that vantage point to, to, listening to you give that forecast, which by the way, I, I think that's fairly consistent with what other MSPs are also telling us. So that's a, another good thing, right? There's another bit of evidence that, that all aligns with what, what else we're seeing. Um, so that, that's good. Um, you know, Bruce, I, I appreciate you, you spending some time with us. And, and if, if you ever have some updates, we'd love to, to, to chat with us again and, and uh, give us, uh, you know, your perspective on the market. We'd love to have you back on MSP Zone and uh, lo- love, love hearing stories uh, from, from MSPs who are out on the streets, on the front lines, uh, actually doing it. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I really appreciate the opportunity. So, I, you know, these communities are important, right? We'll share and learn from each other. So um, the more that we can do, the better off we're all, you know, we'll all come out of this together, um, you know, in, in good shape. So I, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to speak with you and, uh, you know, thanks again. Absolutely. Bruce Nelson from vertical solutions. Uh, go check him out. If you're in the medical space and looking for an MSP, uh, until next time, this is Charles Weaver for the MSP zone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. So you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP zone.